Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge, on Yahoo Sports Radio. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. We'll be joined in this hour by Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Fouts and Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald from ESPN.com. But first, first we're going to check in with another Hall of Famer. We're going heavy on Canton today, and that's former wide receiver James Lofton, who, like Dan Fouts, was an observer at this year's Hall of Fame voting. James, thanks for joining us. I'm trying to think about it. Am I really a former wide receiver? Not once a wide receiver, always a wide receiver? Well, are you still catching footballs, James? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't change positions, did I? Are you still catching footballs? I'm, Just I'm slow down a little. I'm a deep boy, so the, the old defensive backs cover me. There you go. James, just as long as we don't call you former Hall of Famer. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. right. <laughs> then you'll be in trouble. Hey, James, you were eligible for five years, became a three-time finalist before your election to the Hall. Having sat through and observed the process, do you understand better why some guys have longer waits than others? Before I sat through the process, I, I kind of could figure it out just as I looked at it, and I'd say, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at five guys who are going to get in, and you know, you got to whittle it down and I put this guy in front of this guy, and it's kind of like moving stuff around in your garage. You go out there, and you're not really throwing anything away. You're just moving it around so that you can access <laughs> That's exactly it right. So <laughs> some, guys, some guys get in a little earlier than others, and, and, and that's not a crime, not a crime at all. You sat through that long meeting and heard all the discussions of all 18 candidates. Uh, two things. Did the class play out the way uh, you expected? And based on what you heard, were you surprised as to who did and did not make it? Well, out of the, the active players, when you got to that list of 15, there, were, there was really only one name that everybody kind of you know, threw the checkered flag at, and that, that was Brett Favre. And that was such, such an easy one. But once you went 2 through 15, I was swayed by all the compelling arguments that the selectors made in the rooms. And, and the people would back them up. There would be some discussion as, and, and I really enjoyed this question the first time somebody brought it up. They said, if there's anyone who is not going to vote for this player, let's kind of hear your reasoning why. And it's kind of like when you're, you're at that wedding and it's, you know, this couple is going to be joined, but anybody who doesn't think so, speak now or hold your peace. And, and I thought it was great that there was a forum and a platform for people to say, well, I, I don't think this guy is, is one of the five this year. I think he, he's close, but, but not now. And I thought that that was really good. Um, for so many people, as you're sitting at home and you're hoping that your guy gets in, you're, you're so attached to that one person or that player that you watched play when you were growing up as a kid or your hometown team that you, you, you can't see straight when you start to think about these players. We're speaking with Hall of Fame receiver, not former receiver, receiver James Lofton on the Talk of Fame Network. And James, there were seven all-decade players who didn't make the cut this time. But of that seven, only one, Terrell Owens, popped off and demanded that the process should be overhauled. That's stunning, I know. But as someone who had to wait his turn for induction, what advice do you have for T.O.? Well, our, our culture has changed, and, and our TV culture has changed. When I was kind of growing up, I watched Happy Days. I watched some other, you know, soapy uh, sitcoms and different things like that. And now kids watch reality TV. 
So they think that their response to everything is super important. And then obviously we, we want to we cover uh, this, this Hall of Fame selection, and we want to salute the players that get in, but it's, it's always the squeaky wheel that gets the oil. So somebody rushes to T.O. and asks him about getting in. And just like Cam Newton after the Super Bowl, maybe his response wasn't as humble as what some people would have liked, but I'm pretty sure he was disappointed. But he didn't want to say he was disappointed. So what he has to say is that the process is flawed so that no one can think that his feelings would be hurt. And as opposed to, I'm disappointed. I would have liked to have gotten in on the first time. I know a lot of great players have had to wait. But sometimes people don't respond. They they give us what's a little juicier, but not what we want. James, how did you feel the first time you were a finalist and got passed over? I didn't realize that I was getting passed over. I was, like, tickled. Hey, I'm on the ballot. You know, I'm looking at other, I'm looking at other guys who are on the ballot. And when I finally became a finalist or, or got close to it, I looked and I said, gee, Lynn Swan's not in yet. John Stallworth's not in yet. And they were, they set the standard while I was playing, not in terms of catches and yards, but in championships. I mean, they were the team that was winning Super Bowls. So if you're a player in the league and you're playing wide receiver, you're not looking at, oh, I, I want to lead the league in receiving. I want to play in the Super Bowl. I, I would watch those guys playing the Super Bowl and going, I could play great in the Super Bowl. You know, when I was 25, 26 years old, that was what I wanted. So I wasn't enamored with, oh, they only caught X a number of passes. They didn't lead the league. I, I, was, I had more catches than they did. So that never really affected me. I thought these were two great Hall of Fame players that waited a lot longer than I did to, to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it didn't bother me from that regard and uh you know i just i was elated the first time i was on the ballot it was funny i think there was one year where i was a finalist and then the next year i wasn't and i remember thinking and i was working in broadcasting going i must have had a bad broadcasting season <laughs> <laughs> dropped your microphone yeah, yeah exactly hey james did you find the process to be fair you know, I had a, a lawyer friend, and I, I know that doesn't make sense when you say a lawyer friend, <laughs> but, but he, he, he said this, and it, and it kind of stuck in my mind. He said, the Supreme Court ruled that fair was what two people could agree upon. So now we're in a room with 46 selectors, and we're trying to get an 80% approval on four or five guys. So when I looked at the process, I thought the process was, was very thorough, very fair, because when those 46 people walked out of the room, yes, there might have been guys 6, 7, and 8 who were really close. But they walked out of the room with 80% approval on five people. So I think it's, it's fair. I think it's extremely thorough. That, that, you know, we talk about the length of time. And, and when I was coaching, I sat through um, draft meetings. And a player would come up. We talk about his height, his weight, his measurables, and talk about his intangibles. And you would think that that would be a pretty quick conversation. You you might spend 25 minutes on one player, and we're going to talk about 50 receivers while we're doing this. So you're talking about something that happens over the course of days, not you know nine hours. You know we've we've on the committee or the committee as a whole. James has been criticized. Uh, you know we. we uh, we're used to it now, you know, every year 
every you know some people saying you know we're idiotic we don't know what we're doing so it's interesting to me here you you say that you you found you thought the process was extremely thorough did that surprise you at all i mean was there more going on in there than you thought there was prior to going in there and listening to people make their case for this player or that player i won't say i was surprised because there have been occasions during the course of the year when i'm covering uh, games for westwood one radio that somebody who's a selector might come up to me and, and pick my brain on on a player or two so i i witnessed that but i was really impressed with the, with the 15 players who were on the ballot and coaches when guys got up to to make their case and I know a lot of the selectors were writers, you know, years ago and radio people and a lot of guys who now are internet, we've moved into television. There were a lot of professionals. There, there was, there, there were some good moments. I was ready to hand out a couple of Emmys that the, <laughs> the presentation was so good and so thorough and they, they didn't leave any holes. And if they did leave some holes, then kind of their, their backup guys who they had maybe spoken to, prior to coming into the meeting and said, okay, I'm going to cover 85% of it. I'd like you to help me out with this 5% because you know uh, some people who this guy might have played against in your hometown and you've talked to those people. And so they might have had one or two people who were helping him in, in a role of being the presenter for a certain prep player. And, and I just thought that, that it was a great process. And I look at maybe the opportunity to do that in the future and I realized how well prepared you'd have to be to stand up in front of this crowd and be ready to go toe-to-toe with somebody who has an opposing viewpoint. Hey, James, we're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being as well prepared as some of those selectors you're talking about. And thanks for being with us in the room in San Francisco and on the show today. And, and we'll look for you in August in Canton. Hey, it was my pleasure, guys. And uh, the players who get voted in, they really do have you guys to thank Thanks, Thanks, James. James. Appreciate Thanks, James. It. That was Hall of Fame wide receiver James Lofton. Coming up, Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald and what's next for the Super Bowl champion Broncos. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com.